Okay, welcome to Ready, Set, Binge. I'm Jeremy, and I'm joined by a very special friend, the one and only Craig. Craig, how's it going? <laughs> it's going good. It's going good. Thank you for uh, inviting me on. I'm uh, of pretty course. excited about it. I am too. I am too because this is a this is epic, man. This is this is what I love about podcasting, and this is huge because. It's just whole feeling of community and just how, I don't know, organic it kind of just happened. And, you know, boom, we're doing we're doing something different here. And I, I, I love it. Yeah. Next thing you know, having a conversation, boom, doing a podcast. Boom. That's all like that. Boom. There's a- <laughs> <laughs> but for those who, you know, listen to Ready, Set, Binge, you know, that format is still going to be around and still prevalent too. I don't want anyone to think anything crazy, but Craig and I, you know, have been having conversations and talking and this is going to be at fresh right now. We'll see what happens in the future, but like a little mini series where we're going to be kind of breaking down a series that we, you know, mutually decide on mm-hmm. and breaking it down season by season. Like our review is kind of breaking down it each season. Not episode by episode. Right, right, right. So, now let me ask you, why, uh, why, because I liked, because, you know, Nick and I have usually, we kind of just review the show. What, right, right. What about it for you, like, that structure? Because you have, like, podcasts that do, you know, Gilmore Guys or West Wing Weekly, which each episode, what kind of was helpful for you to, like, kind of get to this format? Well, I mean, I will say, like, um, I really like things that get kind of into the nitty gritty of things. So, like, I do enjoy um, podcasts that deal with, like, uh, you know, each episode on their own because um, I feel like you, you learn a lot about things, you know, things I never, ever would have noticed or, or seen. Um, but on the flip side, I feel like at the same time, it, it could also be sort of a... I don't say suffocating, but it's like it could be kind <laughs> of... A, you know what I mean? It's just like the, the like, you know... A sort of obsessing over each detail, which not everybody does, can also be a little bit uh, uh, tiresome. I but like the, that. Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like going at it like a huger, huger, you know, macro scale of like an entire series is also intimidating because, I mean, there's so much, so, so much that goes into any show or any sort of project in general. I mean, it's impossible, at least uh, approaching impossible, in my opinion, to do, to do, uh, to talk about everything you want to talk about with, uh, you know, one episode. It's very difficult. It is. And it's a task uh, I've been doing and it, it, it's a fun challenge, but it is definitely a challenge. Um, so you, I you're feel not, like, for, do wrong. you, do you ever have that feeling after you finish that you're like, Oh man, I, I really wish I talked about X or, you know, said this like, Oh, like there was just so much more like to, you could have kept yeah, going. That's interesting. I kind of, cause I do, you know, there's other like formats, I feel mm-hmm. that way more with like the classic sports one um, with mm. TV. It's kind of like um, worried. Am I getting too stuck in a grant? Like if you're getting too focused on, um, for example, like we did for, for, like friends, but it's not like that. If I like stayed focused on like the first, like early seasons of friends right. and didn't talk about like the middle to late enough, like did I give a full balance? I guess oh, I see, is I what see, I worry I about. Okay, you know? that's fair, yeah. Um, because I'm also, I, I mean, you know, there's always the standard kind of thing about podcasts have to be, and people are loosening up, but like, gotta be 
15, 30, 45 minutes, and then you stop, and, and that's <laughs> it. And I I like a long format, but if it's a good flow yeah. and breaking it up, so to me, it's like if we did a show, I don't know, a long, you know, series show, and it's like, well, we do, you know, see, you know, part one, and then like a part two, and we cannot, but then we feel like we have the time to go through it. I, I, I feel comfortable with that, too. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's also what makes it attractive to me, is sort of like, you know, no, um, not too slow, not too fast, I guess you could say. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, what really, obviously, Craig, friend, the man, the myth, the legend, it's crazy, <laughs> I've known you like half my life. Which dates, that I'm is sorry to kind ages. of crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry to ages, but you know, I've known you since those high school days. But yeah. it still is like, in a positive way, I say this, mind-blowingly awesome that like, when we're talking about what kind of show are you into, like you're a TV watcher, you know I am. And I first... do watch a lot of TV. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Embarrassingly, I do. Same here. That, yeah. But that's why we have this. Uh, I'm embarrassed about the TV shows <laughs> that I watch and how much I watch of it. So that's why this is the right place for you. No way. Maybe. <laughs> but that, that does make sense. So, yeah. But I have to ask, why? Because we're doing, we're start the series will be King of the Hill, but we're going to do season one. How did you get into King of the Hill? And then also, why was that the first show that came to mind when we were talking about this for you? Well, okay. I will say the the reason, the first, it's a rather boring reason why it was the first show that it came to mind, mainly because I had just finished watching the entire series, like literally <laughs> days before we started talking. So it's not some cool cosmic reason it's just like i just finished watching it you know it's, it's in the top of my brain but um i felt like it's one of those things where you know like somebody mentions it somebody mentions something and then all of a sudden you start seeing it everywhere you know right I, somebody mentioned king of the hill or something and i, I just like you know, maybe it's because I'm just a, a wicked procrastinator. And I'm like, you know what I need to watch? I feel like I'm getting some signals. I should watch King of the Hill. I hear it's a really good show. And then um, so I started I started binging it. I did. I will use that word. I started just watching it. And then I got hooked. And then, uh, yeah, now I feel like I can't believe there was a time in my life when I had not seen the show. <laughs> because now I feel like it's. I just keep quoting it annoyingly at people that... Um, yeah, now it's part of me, and um, I'd like to think it's for the better, but maybe yeah. people surrounding me having to listen to me talk about it might not feel the same way. No, I was floored, and I, I really, you know, because we've talked podcasts before, we yeah. never really talked TV, so I really was, like, not sure where you were going to come from. And I try to be as versatile as I can with, you know, TV mm -hmm. viewing past and present. But I was like, I'm like, OK, because I'm like, this, I, you know, I felt bad. It's kind of broad. Like what TV shows do other talk about? And that could be kind of like hard or a lot. But the fact that the first one you said, and I know you just recently watched it, but you still could be like, uh, I watched it. It was good, but or I liked it, but I don't really love it or don't really want to talk about it. Right, right, right. You know, so that that stuck out to me that you you were like, yes, like I wanted I love talking. I want to talk about King of the Hill. And and I think that's just really 
fascinating and awesome because to me it's like weird where it's a it's popular but it's not a show that i feel like you can just drop to everyone and everyone's like oh yeah i've I've, of course i'm a big fan it's kind of like well i mean it's hard to find yeah i mean i was honestly surprised and you're like oh my god like i'm a huge fan and i don't even know why i was surprised only because like everybody i ask is like nah i don't really watch it so i mean i should have expected like i mean i guess that is why i was surprised because statistically all the people I've interacted with are like, no, I've never really got into it. I was like, Oh, so for you to be like, so like, yeah, it's one of my favorite shows. I was like, okay, this is very coincidental. I'll take it. No, it's really cool. So, and I think that was because it's so, I feel like it's also, I don't want to say it's like, we should call it maybe Craig, a cult following it has, or I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'd say there's a pretty, um, yeah, there's a pretty significant. I have no idea in terms of numbers what that means. Like, oh, there's a significant <laughs> following. I feel no, but I mean, I feel like um, just make something. Yeah, up. I'm just gonna pull numbers <laughs> out of anyone. I mean, I was like, there's a subreddit for it. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. But I'm like, so there's there's a community of people on the internet that talk about the show. I have no idea what that means in terms of numbers, but definitely has a a fan base. Let's just say that <laughs> it has a fan base. No, absolutely, and, and it's. For me, I I really was excited for you to say that because I can remember where I was and who I was with when the pilot premiered. That you is mind-bending to me. I can't even it, remember it, where I was when I fought, saw the first episode, and I'm pretty sure that was a few months ago. Right. That's, <laughs> that's terrifying. I'm jealous of your – yeah, that's impressive. I have – I no ability. because it's it's one and we'll get into you know more but like you ever you know I don't know why maybe I'm I don't you know that that conversation we had earlier am I different am I not different or I don't want to be too different yeah. but it's like <laughs> it's like it was a shared experience and I was laughing so hard that like it just stuck in my mind and it's like and when you have that, especially with like, you know, I was with my older brother. Yeah. So it's like a, I don't know, like a, a bond in a way you have, like, you know, a sibling bond. Like you remember when you connected or like, you know, that chemistry of like, we both have the same sense of humor. So like, yeah. I thought it was like painstakingly hilarious and he did too. And we're seven years apart. Right. So at this point, I'm seven going on eight and he's 14 going on 15. And we're both dying and laughing and we both are getting the jokes. You know, it's right. not like he has to explain it to me. We're both getting it. And he kind of like looked at me like, oh, you like, and I'm like, I'm looking at him like, you like this? <laughs> like it was kind of one of those moments. Yeah. So that's why it kind of, it sticks out. And I, I didn't stop from that moment. I was hooked from the pilot on. Yeah. Which is even more interesting to me because, you know, like me, you know, just starting to watch it this year have the ability to literally in the true sense of the word binge it you know what i mean because we have we have the technology right so like back but back then like you seeing it when what you were seven you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like and then like sticking sticking with it you know what i mean it's it's kind of a it's just like a different experience i guess because i feel like mine is much more condensed and you've had clearly had a much longer relationship with this show yeah and it's like uh uh, what also was a really key for me, like FX, I've, it was like one summer or a couple summers, 
and it's before FX is now like more like this established network and they have spinoff networks. But back in like the early 2000s, it was just like, it's, it's FX. You know, it wasn't that, that thing, but it was kind of like they would pick, I want to say it was either Thursday night or Friday night. And it would be from like eight o'clock till like midnight or one King of the Hill marathons. Oh, okay. And so that kind of really kept it alive for me because it was summertime. So like, you know, not worry about, school or anything right. and every thursday i think it was a thursday night i could just watch those cases so even like the earlier episode seasons like they stayed fresh even though that by this point they're probably on king of the hill season five or six right but they refreshed those early episodes because i have the marathon and i'm re-watching you know every every thursday night eight to midnight and it kind of just really stuck home with me you know yeah and I will say this, I feel, and we can kind of, this is probably by the time we're done, like the whole, all, all seasons of this, of King of the Hill, mm-hmm. then that will be for like that time probably, but I'm not going to say what's better or worse. And I understand, and they, you know, there's all these great animated shows, you know, the Simpsons right. and, you know, South Park and other stuff like that. But I feel like, even like Futurama, I feel like gets talked about way more than this show. And that kind of always, I feel like it's like a crime. I, mean, I know it's maybe strong, but I feel like it's a crime. Like more people aren't talking about how great this show was. You know, I, yeah, I do. I, I do think, I think that's true. I mean, in my anecdotal experience, but I also think, yeah, like, I mean, do you know off the top of your head, like comparatively, like how long Futurama, like how long was Futurama for compared to this show? Or was it like a... Uh, I know not off. I know Futurama had like a few, maybe one or two seasons. Then it got canceled, right. and then it got brought back. Okay, it has like a second life. So it kind of like it went like four years, I believe, like on Fox, right. and then like five years later, because of like fandom, it comes back for like another four or five years. Oh, okay. So there's okay. Yeah, I don't know. Same with like Family Guy. Right. Family Guy had that kind of thing too. Yeah, that is interesting. Like I guess. I don't even know why, again, like, this is really sad. I don't even, my sense of time is so messed up, but I'm like, how (laughs) in my head, at least having just rewatched season one again, like time wise, was this, did this precede these shows? I'm really showing how ignorant I am. Like, like, where where was this? This is before uh, Futurama. I feel like it was right around, I think South Park premiered in 97 as well. Um, definitely before Family Guy. What? And those are like the shows you kind of hear. Yeah. When I, did The I, Simpsons? I guess. I don't even. The Simpsons is a spinoff from the Tracy Ullman show. So they were like sketches on that show, like when Fox premiered in 87. Oh, and then December of 89. It's the Simpsons season one. Look at you pulling out all of these numbers. I, I do, yeah, I, 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 that's that's my thing. That's no, weird, I mean, uh, hey, more power to you. I can't remember <laughs> anything. Okay, so okay, like a d- decent amount. Of, not a, a few years later, this comes out. Okay, right. And, and I'll say this: I totally get the Sim- the Simpsons. To me, are the the kings, and rightfully so. Like it started. All of this, really, you know, in a Just way, like animation like, sort of for like adult, sort of like, yeah, potentially. I, I know, like the, Flint, the Flintstones in the '60s was like on prime time, but 
So, like, kudos to them. But this is different to me, uh, like what the Simpsons did. And, you know, I do believe there is no, you know, King of the Hill and, and the Futuramas and the Critic without the Simpsons. In my So I, I give them, like, all right, you're, you, you get that. They were on the vanguard. To me. Yeah. Yeah. They, they like ushered in a new era of, uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm just pulling out phrases that sound cool to me. I love yeah. it, though. I love <laughs> I I'm like, like, man, we're, we are sounding <laughs> smart. Like, I mean, I don't know about I'm, that. I I'm love just, it. You know, I'm <laughs> just saying things that. Eh. No one's going to fact check okay, you. Good. So we, we yeah. you know, just take, just, just roll just, with it. <laughs> baselessly opine at all of these mm-hmm. things I don't know anything about. I could. But it. it no, no, I, saying, I could do that all day. I could. <laughs> That's why you're on the show. <laughs> but it's, 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 you know, I think that's where I, I kind of feel like it's a disservice. Like, I feel like those other shows, and I, I get, I'm not even, not some I like more than others for those other shows I named, but like they have, like, I can, I feel like I could say definitely South Park or Futurama or Family Guy more confidently to like a group of people. And I'm going to get a response of like, yeah, I love that show. Or I like this one. Or, I like that one. Or I love all three where King of the Hill, it's very. It's more I really, niche. I, I, yeah. yeah. I can name for me. I know my brother did not keep up with it after that. He did watch like that season, but he kind of like stopped. But my mom's a fan. Uh, I have you know my friend Tim. And I really honestly feel like you are the third person I like have interacted with that like is a fan of the show. I like, really loves this show. Like not a lot of people I meet like are King of the Hill fans. You just need to be more selective with who you befriend. Obviously. I agree. I agree. <laughs> that should be like the test. Like I go on a date, like, yo, do you like King of the Hill? Uh, never heard of it. Yeah. Check, Before please. you even introduce yeah. yourself. Yeah. Like I have one question yeah. to ask you. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. If I say, Oh Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what that means? And they're like, look at me. I'm like, I got to go. Like, you clearly Please. are not for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, thank you. Have a good life. <laughs> Take care. So, but it kind of, you know, make that segue. And so, we're, you know, for everyone listening, that's, we're obviously going to, you know, we'll tweak things here and there on the way, but we're going to be breaking down. Each episode will be a, breaking down a season about King, King of the, the Hill. Hill. Yeah. We'll talk about episodes that stick out to us and ones we liked ones we didn't like characters themes all that along the way yeah but you know we mentioned it premiered yeah it would probably be a good idea january to, i guess maybe for the uninitiated a little more background yeah. information on the show yeah so premiering january 12th 1997 on fox the show king of the hill it ran till May 6, 2010, and it features the Hills. They're a middle-class family in the fictional city. So Arlen is not real. The fictional city of Arlen, You know, it's really sad. I just learned that right now. You saying that. <laughs> I just – I didn't know that. I just assumed it was – I don't even know why, but I assumed it was real. Arlen is not. Um, now – it was it's it's based off of a uh, a Dallas suburb, Garland, Ooh, Texas. I have heard of Garland. Okay, okay. Let's see. You have that on me because outside of knowing but research for the show, I didn't know that. And it was created by Mike Judge, mm-hmm. 
who is of Beavis. He had done Beavis and Butthead. You know, he has that fame. Also with Office Space. When did space Office Space come and... out? Sorry, speaking of that. No, no. 99. 99. Okay, okay. So this was pre... Okay. 99. So pre- also a little embarrassed. I'm so... late to the Office Space party as well. I just saw it. I just saw really? it this year. Yes, I am a late bloomer. I guess I will say. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Well, at least you're seeing it now. What do you think of Office Space? Because this connects with the whole. It's the Mike Judge. You know, it's in the Mike Judge family of classic. Yeah, and I mean, I could for. see just like I mean, off the cuff here, I feel like I could see a few themes connecting, sort of like a focusing on just sort of like the, I don't know. I don't want to say like the banality of everyday life, but just focusing on these like absurd things that we all encounter or are familiar with, you know what I mean? Sort of office space, obviously Mm -hmm. looking at um, just generic office life in a sort of a comical way. And this in some sense looks at like a typical suburban life in a, or not even typical suburban life, but something that perhaps could be typical suburban life in a common way, uh, in a comical way, I guess. But no, absolutely. Yes. It's uh, Office Space, one of my favorite favorite movies. Uh, Solid movie. And one, it's a. I loved it, like you know, growing up watching it. But then even uh, one of my last classes at actually my final class at Temple, we spent a few weeks we watching Office Space, and then breaking down the means and the themes of. Uh, you know, how this relates to actually like the feelings of the workplace right. and all that. So, and it, I didn't really look at it that way until that class. And it was really fun to do and kind of eye opening. And it made right. me appreciate that movie a little bit more. I mean, I'm going to ask a question. Probably the most important thing I've gotten from that is the um, meme literacy. Are you sort of familiar with all the memes now that are sort of originated yes. yeah i mean at least yes. primarily the one meme that is super uh uh prevalent maybe that would be great yeah. that's that one yeah yeah that's yeah. i felt very once i saw the movie i'm like i am allowed to laugh at this now because oh, i yeah. get it well you have the memes and honestly uh the love of red staplers from that movie oh yeah well. right yeah love of red staplers <laughs> and the uh a renew appreciation for michael bolton oh yeah you know what i'm saying oh god wait a second now i'm just now i'm like embarrassed like it was a good movie i can't even remember what where michael bolton the one friend with the glasses the one of the main three main guys uh his, his name is he's like oh, mike like what's your name michael bolton and like, oh, they made remember, fun like, the one scene? okay yes yes yeah yes, they, they, okay. the, the two guys who come in the interview they're like we just love michael bolton oh yeah we love his music <laughs> <laughs> okay god yeah i I should gatekeep my own sort of liking of that movie i feel like i shouldn't be allowed to like i'm like i don't even remember anything clearly about this movie <laughs> i'm not a real fan i'm not allowed to say anything about it. no 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 it's it's hey it's fine. It's it's in the it's in the Mike Judge uh, family. You know, family. Oh wait, and I think that's. I, I derailed you. I derailed you from actually explaining what the show is about when we were talking about it. <laughs> it was like you know, Texas Garland, Texas Mike Judge, right. ninety seven. Feel like I, yeah. I feel like I pulled us away from that. I feel like no, no. So it's ba- it's the city. So the fictional city is Arlen, Texas. Which is based off of a real life Dallas suburb of Garland, Texas. The stars of the show 
is Hank Hill. He's the patriarch of the Hill family, assistant manager at Strickland Propane. Yeah. 15 years, Strickland Propane. <laughs> <laughs> he has his wife, Peggy, substitute teacher slash Spanish teacher. Substitute teacher of the year, 1996. I was going to say, yeah. You know. <laughs> Can't leave that out, yes. They have uh, their only son, 12-year-old Bobby. Uh, Bobby? a miracle. Yeah. Miracle because, you know, Hank has that narrow uh, urethra. Yeah. So. Don't even get me started on his sperm count. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> that's true. We'll save that. <laughs> but, yeah, so funny. And then he also, Hank likes to go out to his back alley with childhood friends, Bill Dotree, mm-hmm. Dale Gribble, mm-hmm. and something that I had to kind of get refreshed on, Boomauer, but first name, Jeff, Jeff Boomauer. Oof, yeah, I, I wouldn't have gotten that deep track reference right. there. Yeah, No, I, I, I didn't deep dive getting ready for this episode. I, I would have said, like, cause I remember, he, you know, future episode, he has his brother, Patch. So I, I know like that, but like, oh yeah, uh, who, was, who was played by Brad Pitt, by the way, voiced by Brad Pitt. That episode. I was going to say that Patch. makes sense, but I don't even know why. But now I feel bad for saying that, and I don't even no, know. No, no, I'm like that makes sense. What do I have against Brad Pitt? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, just, we'll get to that later too. Patch but, was uh, not the most savory character. Absolutely, absolutely. But it be, it came on, so th- that's really the, you know we can get to secondary characters throughout these future episodes, you know, as we talk about it. But those are really like I would say, what do you think, uh, Craig? Like the main characters, yeah, of I, the show. I, oh, you forgot? Oh, you forgot? Oh. Well, yeah, I feel I feel like you. I can say you forgot one. Right, we say Luann. I was gonna say Luann. It's pretty much the only other one yeah. that I would consider. I feel like yeah. central call. to uh, Luann. Call, yeah. yeah, Luann Platter, who is. Peggy's niece. Yes. Hank's Hank is her uncle by marriage, but due to uh, her mom stabbing her daddy and going to sent to prison, she is living with her aunt and uncle. Yeah, after, and her their, after their trailer tipped over. Yeah. After her trailer tipped over. And also the family dog, Lady Bird. Lady Bird. Oh my God. Yes. Which I'm a, I'm a big Lady Bird fan. Aren't we all Lady Bird? <laughs> <laughs> So I will ask, I think we should just kind of, well, there are some themes, I guess. When you look at it, like 1997, kind of like where, how do you feel like looking at this show and where we were at with that year kind of like connected, like what, like what's going on with it? Well, I will say, um, I've already revealed this earlier. I clearly have no sense of time and zero long-term memory. So I will say. Like what was how like what was I doing in nineteen ninety seven? I don't even know. I was like ten years old, I guess. I don't even know. I guess from like a historical perspective, looking back now, I'm also embarrassed because I'm like, what was happening in nineteen ninety seven? I I was like, <laughs> I have zero recollection at like memories from that year. I don't think that's how my brain stores information is by year also no also well, i don't even know what was happening in 1997 i am terrible well for everyone who doesn't know this is really the real theme we're trying to jog craig's memory you know <laughs> oh, back God. like so that's what this show will do we'll just keep working on that i'm memory sorry everyone just... that sounds like a terrible <laughs> theme for a podcast but you know 
maybe I'll change my mind once I regain my memories. <laughs> I don't know. No, I guess for me, uh, I guess looking at it, um, it's it's a different time. It's the it's the Clinton. It's the start of like Bill Clinton's second. Is that a term. president? I'm <laughs> sorry, I, I low hanging fruit. I had to make that joke. I don't, I, I think I know who Bill Clinton is. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah, yeah. Just make sure. Yeah, no, it's not pre- that's that's Hillary's husband. Go. Oh, okay, I get it. yes. <laughs> hey, come on, come on, Craig. Jeez, gosh, gosh, Craig. I'm an embarrassing friend. Why do you take me anywhere? Uh, I don't know. Jeez. I ask myself the same question. How do you not know Hillary's Hillary's husband? Come on. Uh, but it, I look at it, I guess, for me, just like the time and and not to. Well, I mean, we kind of can do whatever we want, but like, so is how. But like, just how different we were as a society. And I know, like, uh, hey, come on, come on, Jeremy Craig. It's twenty three years, but. It's like Hank Hill and what like in that, you know, Texas like values, it, it, it doesn't seem out of place in 97 where you fast forward. You don't have to go 23 years. I think by the time we get to like 2010, it's like uh, that wouldn't work. You know what I mean? I could see that. I mean, I could also see. I mean, I definitely have met people. OK, yeah, I mean, like Hank Hill. You oh, know what sure. I mean? Even post 2010. I mean, I will just say, like, I mean, I feel like um, maybe people like him have uh, lessened in number. I don't know. I actually don't know. I also don't have statistics on this. I do not have a lot of information. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I will say, like, the uh, that sort of stereotype that he sort of embodies, um, I, I would say is less able to be drawn upon today than it was back then. I will say that. How about that? That's right. A, no, I'll I just I equivocate. Agree. I, I don't and say. I yeah, I, and I think that's where you're right. Where that's he, he's there's people still today like Hank Hill, and I say this in a positive way, not like shame on Hank, but it's just like I almost feel like society wouldn't believe that if like. You know, yeah. people were making this show up today. They they wouldn't. They probably would think he's too nice. Yeah, or too morally structured, almost in a way. Which is a well, shame. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I feel like, I, yeah. I mean, I will say, yes. I, I'll just I'll just leave it at that. I feel like I could talk about that for. I'm like, I think it is a shame. <laughs> I think yeah. I think everybody's very quick to uh, peg people into uh peg people into peg people for i don't know put people into boxes i don't know in terms of like mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah every, everybody yeah gets reduced to stereotype you know in, in some sense yeah you know? no I, and i and i yeah i when i it's a shame on on us <laughs> you know, as, as all of us that like it's it's come like because i i say for me i look at like the show and when I'm watching season one, yeah, I I don't know what I I think of like the theme like kind of like it's a show about small town America, simple life, kind of like you know what would you say when you like look at season one and you're trying to describe it like what this show is really about? Yeah, I mean it's I I, uh, I feel like that's a good question. I feel like um. 
I'm, I'm, I love how I'm just going to be like, it's kind of like Seinfeld. I have no idea what I was going to say that. This idea about like, it, it, it's, it's like a parody of everyday life, but at the same time, it's like, it seems like things that are kind of absurd, but could still happen. You know what I mean? Versus yeah. like something that I feel like comes up with like, well, I guess these are kind of outlandish situations some of these characters get into, but it, it just seems like, it's just, I, if you propose to me like today to make a show about like random people living in the suburbs, just like, and sort of their escapades in town. I mean, obviously it's going to be a little bit more than that, I guess, if you're pitching a show, but that just doesn't sound very exciting. You know, it's just like, and so what is it Mm -hmm. about? It's like, I don't know. It's about these like small, weird little vignettes into like about each one of those characters. You know what I mean? That their absurdity, you know, just, um, yeah. I mean, what is, I mean, what is the, I don't know. How would you describe it? Because I mean, I feel, yeah. I I like what you said, like because it, it kind of it, it's like a mix, like it's a parody, but it's also I feel like it's, believable. It's not and, and, and a, well, no, I think it is. I mean, I think it is believable. Yeah. I think that's what I love about it. Like I had never seen an animated show that was like oh, like like The Simpsons. I I those early those early years. I'm a big fan of. But I didn't feel like if you made The Simpsons with real life people, like that show works. Right, right. What, you know, what hit me with King of the Hill was if we just wanted to fill in like real life actors to play, I'm like, you don't really have to change uh, I much. I see. Yeah. yeah, no, I will say exactly. It's like, it's, it's like, um, you know, The Simpsons, there's like, they sort of like, you know, bend the rules of physics and all sorts of stuff. And it's like, it's clearly yeah. a cartoon, you know what I mean? With, car- with a cartoon mm-hmm. sort of, uh, you know, engine behind it versus this is like literally, do- I don't say documenting, but portraying like real life in animated form in some sense. Like you could, Absolutely. you could just insult real people, like you said, I feel like to play these things and it could be a viable situation that happens. Right. Right. And I, I think that's where, um, and it's important to say this, Mike Joe's Mike judge came up with the, he was a creator, but Fox kind of, they really, they kind of weren't sure about the concept of like this, you know, animated comedy based on like people in like the, the right. American South. So then they bring in Greg Daniels, who at the time had worked on like Saturday Night Live, but later goes on to be like the spearhead of The Office and Parks and Rec and so many other like classic shows now. And like a really great writer that he it's kind of a combination. Mike Judge kind of wanted to really focus on political yeah. humor, especially with like, you know, uh, with Hank and, you know, kind of like Hank's being a conservative and looking at like these outsiders who, you know, they're, they're liberal yeah. thinking. And Greg Daniels brought in more of a character development and getting like an emotional arc with characters. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Know? Should we talk about a little bit about like, the, I mean, we talked about some of these, uh, like briefly, we briefly introduced these characters, but we actually didn't talk about like sort of like who Hank is or who Peggy is or sort of who Bobby is. You know what I mean? So I mean, because like, right. you just mentioned like Hank is like sort of like in some sense a uh, like no, a sort of like conservative, sort of like um, you know, uh, Texan. You know, doesn't want the government intruding on things. Takes a lot of pride like in his lawn and loves propane and you know, thinks things should be a certain way, is, doesn't want to share his feelings, you know. I feel like, um, I don't know, is there anything else you feel like you want to add about Hank? I feel like that's just, just in terms of a context for I, people. I, I would say, 
he's kind of like a prude, and, and I don't mean this oh, yeah, a bad, tremendous but prude, like, yeah. He's prude. He's very. There's almost a. Uh, he's very naive when it comes to like things and like yeah. Society, well, like in the, the you know, first, he's I mean? like a like, typical, he, I say, like, typical quote, like man, in the sense that like Peggy couldn't get him to say "I love you" to Bobby. You know what I mean? Like right. it, it was so uncomfortable for him to do because it's just like you know, I, you know how my dad was, <laughs> what he was like. Mm-hmm. You know, sorry, that was a. There's probably <laughs> this this podcast. I like is that. Be filled with me doing terrible impressions. It's gonna oh, happen. No, no, we we yeah. have to. We so, have uh, to. I mean. Even I, that's kind of what made the, I'll say one of the big laughs for the pilot was when Bobby does like, you know, his Hank Hill, that boy ain't much, but he's all I got. I I am not going to lie. I I laughed out loud, hardcore when I saw, when I saw that with like the animation with, with his face, like, yeah, but he's all I got. He's all I got. It was very funny. I was like, oh my God. But I mean, good on Bobby for you know exploiting you know exploiting his dad in that episode. Mm-hmm. I guess. Exploiting uh, you know <laughs> exactly child abuse, exactly. <laughs> potential child abuse, or the, the prospect of child good for abuse. Bobby. Good for Bobby. He's all I, I'm sorry. That's going to be in my. He's all I got. Oh yeah, the boy ain't much, but he's all I got. <laughs> and Joseph, I'll tell you a new one. I'll tell you what. Like it's oh just, my god, you can't be you no, can't it's, beat it's it. solid. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, and I mean, how would you describe but Bobby? I would say Bobby is he's, he's twelve. He's kind old, of like off, a, right? that's about his age, around that age, right? He's twelve, and he's. I think he's just a. How do I say? It? He's a for for that for where I guess you know. Not he's not much, guy, but he's I, I'm not guy. from the south. Yeah, I'm not from the south, but. He's a curious 12-year-old, and he's into, I think, to an extent, not really. It, it gets hyped up on the show. He's not, it's not really, like, random things too much. Like, he likes, like, comedians and comedy and, and you know, prop that. comics and, you know, his, his fruit His fruit pie. His fruit I just feel like and, I would characterize him as, like, a very, like, innocent person. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he just, at mm-hmm. least that's how I feel like he gets that sort of his uh gets a little portrayed he's very impressionable but innocent and you know he just you know sort of wants to doesn't want to disappoint his dad even though he's clearly just um not going to be what his dad expects him to be i.e like you know a sports player or just anything right he's like you know into comedy which like hank thinks is you know kind of weird you know and like so he's just like a a little kid who's just like this innocently interested in things that you know aren't sort of acceptable quote unquote in his house. Right. And he's he's not the the you know the the son necessarily and it's interesting we can you know late but like he yeah he's I it's weird because I feel like Hank obviously loves Bobby that's his son. And I don't want to say but it cause I don't know maybe that's harsh of a word like he is disappointed in him that he's not more like him and I don't know if that's disappointed or what do you think? Or if it's just like, he doesn't know how to. Understand yeah. I mean, I will him. say, I thought it was kind of funny rewatching this. I just rewatched the pilot and he literally says like, I'm not disappointed in you. I've never been disappointed in you. And I was like, I feel like this changes from the pilot to earlier, like to later. Cause he's clearly like maybe deep down, not disappointed, but he's embarrassed a lot about by Bobby. I so, think that's it. 
And but I think yeah, he's definitely it. embarrassed yeah. and he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, I guess I would say Bobby is very much like a, he's a class clown, like goofball oh, yeah. kind of like, you know what I mean? And I think that's where I kind of go. Like if I'm looking at Hank, like, come on, Hank, he's 12 and he likes to, which is very much like, not to put a gender thing on it, but boys, especially that, they like to do that, you know? Boys like to be like, they, they will do like funny noises and, you know, I mean, funny I will say he's just straight up just a kid. You know what I mean? Like when he's like in that pilot. Yeah, like exactly. To, I don't know, what is it like, a, like prank phone call, like a recording of like, pr- like a comedy thing of like prank phone exactly. calls. And like, these noises are not funny. Like you can't, whatever. And I'm just yeah. like, yeah, it's just like an innocent, absurd, like, I don't know toilet humor whatever you want to call it you know what i mean just like right and and it it shows how prude and naive and hank is just like you know you you know he's very much like you know i'll make a a wrestling hulk hogan term you know say your prayers (laughs) drink your vegetables yeah all right yeah (laughs) yeah all that stuff like he's he's very much like that kind of guy and he's it's funny to me it brings a lot of humor especially in his first first season how naive he is and just what he thinks like the American dream slash American male is supposed to be. And no, I I agree. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just, mm -hmm, yeah. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And then I think Peggy is someone, I'll be honest. When I was first watching Peggy, I kind of got annoyed and we'll stick to just season one. But as time has gone on, and including like watching a few of these episodes in the past, you know, week to get ready for this episode, this podcast episode, how great and maybe like we'll keep it just to season one, but like an MVP, like most valuable, I say player, but MVC, yeah. most valuable character is is Peggy Hill. I think. Yeah, she's just I mean, phenomenal. I think especially. Well, I think it's. Yeah, I mean, I guess this could, this could be a topic for a different uh, time, but I mean, I think she. In season one, I feel like she does feel she feels very different than other seasons, and I feel like uh, I, I think she, yeah, I think she's a, she seems like a she seems like a much more relatable human being to me in this season, in terms of like actually having like a, you know, good ideas or stances on things, yeah, right, right, I yeah, I see that, and it, yeah, we'll get, but I think right season a seed that I feel which I kind of have respect for a lot more as I've gotten older and appreciate more is I see, I think the seeds are planted in season one as if I don't, and obviously we are two men, so we don't know what it's like that women go through and, and, and everything. But a lot of times it seems like when you have that talk about feminism and, and, you know, gender roles, it's almost like you have to choose Either you're like this, all right, I'm an independent woman, working woman, on the go, go, go. Or then you want to be a stay-at-home kind of, you like having the meal, cooking for your family and taking care of the house. And I don't know, you you don't have to, you can be both. And I feel like Peggy kind of, you see this, and for me, I don't know how you feel, you see the seeds of like, she, you know, she wants to work and she takes Her pride being, being a strong, like a independent teacher. woman. Yeah, but she still is like she wants. She's going to support her man, and she wants to have a 
meals ready for when Hank gets home from work and when Bobby gets home from school. And, you know, it's like she's, she's, I think the seeds to me are planted. Like she is both, which I yeah, really she's appreciate. Just like, I think um, she's like a strong female character. That's not, I don't know, that doesn't have, that doesn't like fall into stereotype. You know, again, like I'm saying, like is, 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 but at the same time does have qualities that are traditionally associated with femininity. And that's not a bad thing, but she's just more complex than just sort of a one dimensional cookie cutter sort of, uh, you know, character. Right. Right. And I think that she's, uh, she will in that Hank Peggy dynamic. You, you, I feel like you'll see a lot more as far as comedic value. I don't know how you feel. Then once you get in season one, I think the seasons after you get even more of like, like almost in a way, like sometimes I see like, I'm like, oh yeah, I can see how they're a couple in other ways. I'm like, I really can't see how they're a oh, couple. Oh yeah. I mean, I could, I have a, <laughs> yeah, I think it's, um, I think it, it, it does get, well, I feel like there's so many specific things. I have so many feelings on so many, after just watching all of these episodes, I feel like I thought it was, I thought it was just kind of interesting sort of the, yeah. Like they're saying like when Hank, what is it? Which episode was that? Um, at the end of it, you know, when, um, you know, he's like, I did marry my best friend. Like your mom's my best friend or whatever. And I thought that was like, um, mm-hmm. kind of interesting in some sense because, uh, like you were saying, like, I can't see how they're a couple. And sometimes, you know, things seem like they'd be more, um, uh, like, judging from, like, the whole, like, um, sort of uh, context, because there's a lot of, like, stereotypical sort of uh, gender role sort of stuff and, like, comedy in this first season, I feel like, specifically with, like, making jokes about, well, there's just a lot of it in the whole season, probably in the whole show, but... um. And for him, for Hank to say that, what am I getting at? It was just saying it was, it was, I feel like it was surprising for me watching it. Hank saying that to Bobby being like, your mom's like my best friend. I'm married to like my best friend, your mom. And it doesn't seem like that. Right. And it's right. Like, oh, maybe he, you know, isn't just, you know, going through the motions like he appears to be. He actually, actually does enjoy Peg. Right. And, and, and I think you're, you're, you're right in, you'll see it in more in future seasons, but, because that's a great point. Like the way we've talked about Hank, if you haven't seen King of the Hill, or I think if you know this first season, or the way like it, you watch it, that is not the way he is. Like the way we're talking about him, you wouldn't think he'd right. give an answer like right, that. Right. But I think that's what makes Hank to me such a great character. Is a lot of times like how naive and how certain I'll say it like some of his views are you think that doesn't work, but he's so naive and innocent that there is like a moral goodness to him and a moral like compass that like balances it out. Like, can I think of you look and we can, you know, throughout there's certain things he says that like, you kind of could be like, Oh, that's offensive towards certain people or like, what are you thinking? But like, there's a moral goodness to him that even if he does, he's not perfect. He takes a slant. He, you know, that's the beauty of a sitcom and those 26 minutes he comes back and you can kind of see that. And I do, that makes me, because I, 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 you know, my mind wanders. I often think like, could I be friends with Hank? Hill? Right. You know what I mean? Like, could I be friends? If he's my neighbor, am I going to be like, 
I like Hank or he's someone he's annoying or like I don't think I could be like so so about him. I don't think there's like a middle ground right. with Hank in a good way. I think is he like I really like this guy or I'm like man Hank is well so I mean annoying. that's what I was throughout like the, the again I mean I feel like I keep talking about the series in general just because I keep just watch the whole thing but i mean just like the nature of friendships in the show in general i find to be very interesting because some of the things i'm just like so many of the friendships seem to be friendships of convenience just because like oh they all went to high school together or whatever and it's just like you know they just stayed friends not necessarily because they're naturally like like um they naturally mesh you know what i mean like i feel like it's like oh it's right sort of like weird motley crew of people that are friends which is, I mean, I don't necessarily think is a bad thing. I just think it's interesting because I'm like, would I be, would, like, would, I don't know, like, do I have a group? Are my friends like this? If like, I don't know. It's it's just kind of strange to me. I'll I'll say this: this is a, uh, you know, I have no problem trying to be transparent. It's a dichotomy that I have through, like, I'll be with my therapist, honestly, having to like work through of her kind of saying this to me, which I never looked at until she said it like a few years ago to me, you know, childhood friends are as close, almost like family. Like, you know, like you can't choose your family. It's almost like, it's like, she's like that's the closest thing to that, where it's like, you're just childhood because you, you live on the same block or you were rode, rode the school bus together or you played, you know, your, your parents for whatever the case may be, you almost in a way like don't have a choice. And then for me in my life, like getting older with those childhood friends, we were friends for a while. And then you hit like those like early 20s to mid 20s and you see changes, but like you're kind of conflicted. You're like, well, I've been I've known you for since kindergarten or first grade. So like we're we're supposed to be, you know, the best of friends, but we're just going in different directions. And then you start to meet people who you're choosing to be friends with like, you're like, okay, you fit my style and you fit like my interest and my value system today better than, you know, when I was a kid and like that dichotomy, I remember I had like a birthday party and I kind of was like, like, I hate around the room and seeing that. Like, (laughs) 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 well, I'll say this. I'm sorry. I don't know any of these people. I I am just, (laughs) don't say that. Five, you know, one of the five people <laughs> might hear you. Get at me. Come I don't on. know who they are. But, uh, Should be afraid, maybe. But, know. um, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, not out. It, it's, it's, uh, I remember this, like, I think it's a great point you made about, like, I, I'm assuming, I hate to, but, like, you know, Hank and his friends, because I had those thoughts. And it's like, I was, like, really, like, I was nervous for this party, so I, you know, had, like, a lot of, like, energy, had some drinks in me, and I was kind of, like, getting everyone, like, hype and excited, and the newer friends I had, like, who had been knowing me for the past, like, three, four, five years weren't surprised because I had kind of grown and emerged and had to find new friends, and we had gone out and tried different right, things. Right, and right, we right. went to the club and went dancing, they had seen me like that. So they're just like, yeah, stare at me. And then my old friends who knew me since childhood. What is like wrong with like, you? Whoa. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I, exactly. Like, we've never seen you like that. We, when did you get your all this energy? It's like I like, had three heads. So 
see, you made a great point of like that difference of convenience. Like, hey, we grew up together. We lived with the grade school and high school. And right. we still live in the same town, so friends of convenience. Then, like that, that willing. I mean, of, it's like, true. But I mean, at some point, friends, I was just know? like thinking. I was thinking this the other day. Like, I feel like almost most friends are friends of convenience. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you know, I the friends that I have now, you know, are primarily because, like, you know, I was in grad school, and these are all my classmates. And it's like sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, would I be friends with these people right. if I weren't here? And it's like, that doesn't matter because you'd be somewhere like, you know what I mean? Part of, part of it is like, it, just because yeah. you feel like, you know, like I'm friends with people I work with and it's like, would it be friends? It's like, does that, that, that's kind of a, in some sense, a bizarre question to ask because unless you're like interviewing friends, you know what I mean? To, like to join your circle or whatever that I feel like that's just how life works. So at some level it's like, um, no, but it is interesting. Like yeah, no, different, I, from different times, yeah. like friends from different times. Uh, and I think that's kind of like a trope that's played on a lot in a lot of, uh, a lot of media, you know, like different friend groups meeting or like childhood friends versus like other groups. Like, Oh, I didn't even know you had these types of friends. Yeah. But um, yeah. Yeah. And you, I think you're right with uh, the mindset that it's true. Like, and we can look at it like with Hank and his. Yeah, I was like, what were we talking about again? Hank whoever's or, listening, okay. or you know, but it's like, yeah, all no, right. It's like, but like, you know, <laughs> with Hank Hill. lessons with yes. Jeremy and Craig. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what. That's it. That I'll yeah. What. Yeah, I was like, just say something about propane. propane. Is like, everything it's basically Hank? <laughs> propane. Yeah, fifteen years, but um, it's it's interesting that it's true though. Like what I've kind of had, and it's still hard. Like, but you're right. Like you, you sit around sometimes, your mind wanders. What I if I wasn't here, would I be for? And it doesn't matter because there are some people who are in your life for a season of time, and there's some who may be in your life for multiple seasons, or you may have lifelong friends. Either way, right. there's importance. And you know, great value. Yeah, to all I mean, and there's and there's different types all, of friends. Like, like I know. mean, different parts of you. You know what I mean? Like we're all, we are all complex. You know, just because just because you know two of your friends right. don't get along doesn't mean you can't be friends with both of them. Or that just because they're not friends doesn't mean you can't be friends. You know what I mean? Like we're all. I mean, I definitely have friends that I'm like, if these two people met, that would be the strangest, the strangest sort of uh, get together yes. ever. But, you know, and I, it's, it's true. It's true. And I, I, so I, you know, the segue into it, we have the three Frank. I think a lot of times you think of King of the Hill and there's so many great characters, but I mean, from the theme song to a lot of like the, the gold nuggets in, in season one is it's, it's Hank and his three right. friends of Dale Bill and Boom yeah, Power just pretty much it. drinking Alamo beer. And I mean, I will say, I will say, again, this is coming from somebody that is, you know, recently watched the whole thing and then looking at season one through that lens. It is so weird how different these characters are in the first season. I mean, first off, like uh, physically, like the animation so? is, you know, very different, which is very interesting going back again from the most recent season, yeah. season one. I was like, holy crap, this doesn't look like Hank Hill. This is bizarre. But, um, you know, like Dale Gribble, I guess the, the voice actor or whatever, is still sort of 
or the writers that are developing his character. You know what I mean? And it, it definitely does not sound like the Dale Gribble mm-hmm. of the last season. You know what I mean? Same thing with um, Dotrieve. You know, he's not as goofy, you know what I mean? As he, as he ends up being. And uh, Boomhauer is yeah. still unintelligible whenever he, whenever he talks. But, um, but the, I feel like Dale and Boom, Dale and uh, yeah. Bill are both, I mean, I guess just in some sense, just not developed as characters quite so much in the first season, but also like their voices are markedly different than they are later, which I just thought was uh, interesting. Again, coming from the tail end of the series, like, wow, these guys are different. I think so. I think when I look at season one, the I'm, I know how I I'll actually take this back. When I watched uh-huh. season one, originally the uh, the three of Hank's three friends who stuck out to me and like everyone I knew who was watching it at the time, it was boom hour just because of how he was talking and yes, yeah. you know, that thing over and you can't understand a word he was saying. But for me, like rewatching it as I got older, even recently, Dale sticks out now as just like the goofiness and the, uh, you know, <laughs> don't buy a, uh, Ford, it stands for fix it again, Tony. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, oh god, yeah, definitely right. a time when conspiracy theories were considered uh, very harmless, you know, innocuous things that people could indulge in. And nowadays, mm-hmm. that is not the very case, true. I will say, I'm dropping some truth yeah. bombs. Yeah. yeah, that great point. Another yeah. way where it's, yeah, it's uh, the other way where it's like that would not. No one would feel like it's realistic if that were to try to come around in yeah, 2020. Like, you'd be like, no, that's not real. Yeah. Back, you know, back in the days when just, you know, who killed JFK yeah, like, was oh, the, moon the craziest oh, conspiracy so funny. you're going to talk yeah, about. Nowadays, that's, a, that's, the, that's the tip of the yeah. iceberg. There's a whole <laughs> lot of more messed up stuff. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, but I... I think it's a, it does a great job of the the dynamic of seeing. I look at season one, the pilot to me. It, I think the pilot's mm-hmm. one of the best pilots I've seen a show have. Um, but then I kind of feel like if I'm looking at it as a whole, like with everything, do I feel like season one represents what the show? becomes what the show is i, I gotta say i see like oh yeah nuggets, no, but I don't, for me i Craig, feel like i don't, it, I don't i feel like the that. characters i mean they all change obviously but definitely i feel like in the pilot um hank is portrayed as just like you know an incredibly angry man dealing with you know absurd situations and he's just like surrounded by insanity and he's just reacting like so angrily towards everything when i'm like yeah he does get angry he's like he's a little short-tempered obviously evidenced by his catchphrase like i'm gonna kick his ass whatever but um this one i feel like it's a little extreme the pilot. Mm-hmm. i think so i think i think it's hilarious but i think it's very it doesn't help you out with that and 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 i kind of look at it it's more you definitely, I mean, in most first seasons of shows, you're trying to like find your way. And they only, it's a mid season replacement. It came out in January. So it only had 12 episodes. So I get that. But I feel for me, it's more of, it's not like a theme of the series. Cause you have some of this weird, 
episodes that I'm like, I guess you're trying just to introduce mm-hmm. the family more, you know, like you're trying to introduce Hank and his dynamic, you know, with Peggy and, and Bobby. And I, I guess that's what you're getting at. But I, I feel like, like I look at like Hank's got the willies or, or, you know, the order of the straight arrow is right. They're just like, kind of like throwaway episodes to me. There. I mean, in inter- no, I was gonna say like I feel like in terms of like comparing it to the pilot. That's how you just felt, like but... just in general the, the series, the first season in general. Yeah, I will say there was some episodes like it, the first season. Just, in yeah, general. like well, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I was more impressed with like the pilot actually introducing a lot of long term, sort of like uh, uh, like for instance, uh, what? Oh my gosh, I'm blanking. What is what is what is um. Uh, Nancy, Dale's wife, Nancy, you know, like her, like, you know, 12 year long sort of affair oh, yes, with John yes. Redcorn. I like, I like how that's just like, you know, explicitly hinted at in the mm-hmm. pilot also. Like, you know what I mean? Like a, a lot of these things, like Hank's catchphrase of sort of like that boy ain't right. These sorts of like long-term things that keep coming up and coming up or I don't know. I was surprised at how many things and characters were introduced in that first episode. Right, and I kind of feel like, I feel like, the first season, almost if I'm just watching the first season, there's four main characters, of Hank, Luann, Bobby, Peggy, and then exactly I would say that the three friends are supporting characters. No, I totally agree with that. I will say you mentioning Luann. I thought it was. They also introduced her like randomly being good at fixing cars into this, which is sort of like a random recurring thing that I don't really plays a significant plot as a plot point, but that's just like her being like randomly being good at fixing cars. You know, I thought that was kind of interesting. That's just like a thing that keeps getting touched on occasionally, but also the fact that she becomes significantly more vapid in subsequent seasons. Like she seems like incredibly coherent. Like in this, like yes. in, the, in the in the episode where, like, what is it? Is it? I think it's the second episode where Peggy, where it's like sex ed. You know what I mean? Where they have, where they have to teach. Like Peggy ends up having to teach sex right. ed as the, you know, what is it? The number, the substitute teacher year of the ward, nineteen ninety six. She ends up. She gets called in after the uh, original teacher was mm-hmm. getting death threats <laughs> um, for from from some crazy conservative person. You know what I mean about getting this having to teach getting a child taught oh my god they're they they do not want their child to be taught sex ed so then peggy gets called in to teach it anyway but you know she can't she couldn't read peggy was embarrassed reading the book and she's like why is it so hard to say or whatever and then luann reads right. it out loud also i just remember i wrote this line down because it made me laugh so hard she she just says it and then, and then peggy's like what's it like to live without a shame of any kind to luann and but she's just like it's pretty great. It's fine. <laughs> but um, also in that episode, they kept calling like the talk or whatever, like, you know, yeah. the facts of life. And I'm like, is this a Southern thing? Like teach my boy about the facts of life. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is weird. I've never heard this turn of phrase before. And I'm like, oh, this is bizarre. But, but yeah, but Luann, like being able to like read, read that from that book, yeah. which you know, sounds like um, patronizing me saying like, surprise that Luann can read this, but she becomes like significantly more, all the characters do a stereotype of themselves and she becomes much more like even her voice acting. Like she, be, she speaks yeah. very like, um, I don't know. I did, like, 
yeah, she gets incredibly like like did like her jaw like, is almost lazy or something as she gets like this. Her, for, she, she doesn't close her mouth like it would, like, but and this one she like pronounces things normally, but right, it gets right. more extreme and exaggerated as, as the series goes on. But in this first series, in the episode, she talks normally, yeah. which I thought was kind of weird looking back. I was like, oh. She's per- per- just portrayed as not as ditzy, I guess would be the word. Yeah, or like, yeah, she's, um, although she's still not good at doing, she's, we actually never even finished our discussion of like each of the characters. But yeah, like she never, she's, uh, she, after moving in with uh, Hank and, what is it, Hank and Peggy, she's like enrolling or has been enrolled in like um, cosmetology school. And she, you know, that's a whole running uh, mm-hmm. gag storyline throughout the entire series of her like being terrible and at, this cosmetology school and can't do anything so she's still portrayed as being like incapable of doing things in the first season but um yes yeah but i feel i feel like she's she in the first season i look at luann and i'm like she maybe not like academic like wise like smart like yeah. the best but like that but i feel like she's a smart person in season one, and I think like that does that will change throughout the the series. And I agree, like she it it is a striking contrast. And I do uh, going by just season one, I like yeah. how she is as a as a whole character. I'm a fan of that, and and Agreed. it's something that does stick out to me more. Now, I I will say there are some things we do get to meet. Um, you know, a family, whatever, whatever, who like move Khan and his family, Khan Jr. You know, they move next, they move next uh, door. I like, and I do like, I like that episode. And that does set up a lot. Just add nutmeg. Yeah. You know, I like that episode. (laughs) So, and also you get to meet the one and only in episode eight of first of season one. I, the I was about to, to try to do a cotton impression. I'm like, I just feel like this would be terrible for everyone involved if I tried to do that. So I'm going to refrain. Yeah. yeah. Fitty man. Yeah. Like I can't even, <laughs> I kill Fitty man. I, oh my God. Yeah. Oh yeah. So for those who don't know, which I don't know why you'd be listening to this, but I mean, he got his shins blown off. The, like, I don't even know. So he is incredibly short. He doesn't, which I also noticed, they exaggerate far more in later seasons too. Mm-hmm. In this one, he's almost as tall as Peggy. But later, it gets even more exaggerated. Where he's just well, like, great, great you know, point. He's great basically point. just has uh, you know feet on. But um, <laughs> it's so stupid. Yes, I'm sorry. Just let. The, I mean, okay. So now I did say that this could be portrayed by real people and has like you know is not like cartoon sort of world. But I guess. I don't know if people have ever had their shins blown off and had their feet reattached. That's probably unlikely. So I will say this might not be able yeah. to be represented yeah. accurately by a real by a real person. Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to check. I don't know. Maybe putting if it's real life, Cotton's like in a wheelchair. Yeah, it has to be the, what, yeah, the, a walker. Yeah. Like it has to be different. Like then, it is very funny. No, it is. It is. Uh, no, it is a hilarious funny. visual. I'm not gonna lie, and just uh, when you see Cotton, you know, appear, I think you know Khan and his family, Cotton, 
you know, when they come on their episodes in season one, I think as far as the character of Hank, you really kind of get what you're going to see in the future, but of like those two tests of a with, with Con and his family, how Hank kind of reacts to people who are different than him. And that kind of balance of, he's kind of like shocked and like, you can tell he's thinking like, Oh, what the hell is this? But yeah. And then he connects. And like, like, it's a weird balance. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. Yeah. We both punish our children. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, and, and I think Hank tries to find that, but he's, it's still that, that shock of like, Oh, there's new neighbors, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, they're, they're different, you know, and, and they're, you know, they're Laotian. And I think, and that's what I mean. Like I'm different as, you know, their race, their ethnicity. And, and that's why I think Hank's an interesting character. And there's some people I've, I've read things who are like, Hank Hill wouldn't be real. Like you can't do. And I don't know if that's I mean, necessarily yeah, I mean, true. Like, Craig. I, mean, I don't know what you said. Why not? I, not you sure know, I mean, that. I don't see like, you know, given all of the infinite possibilities, which each human could uh, potentially sort of uh, manifest. Why not? Why couldn't somebody be Hank Hill? Sorry, yeah, I mean that just. Yeah. I guess you that's know, just like a fancy yeah. way of being like, yeah, what are the odds? <laughs> probably, but um, no, I think I, I think somebody could be Hank Hill. I think that's I think that's entirely sort of. I don't think it's that improbable. I, and and I think is it's something that like. I don't know. This may sound. Go with me on this, Craig. So I'm just I'm just free balling here. All right, Don't fine. Go, like, sold okay, me. I take it back. Be patient <laughs> with me on this point. But it's okay. Thank you. See, whew. but it's like uh, it's very interesting to me. Where I think maybe we kind of need to go. We kind of need to have that understanding sometimes and patience on both sides of like not both. There's more than two sides in life, but like everyone, we're like okay. You look at like Hank's face or reaction when Khan he yeah. says Khan's gonna be his new neighbor. And there is a surprise. And I don't we don't know Hank's total background of but like how many right. people of Asian descent had Hank really run into growing up, let alone was a neighbor. So like to be okay, he has a surprise because as what you kinda can yeah. see and I'll probably bank on it, that neighborhood's probably all white. So I doubt Hank had a neighbor who was not white and very traditional nuclear family before in his life. So I think today it would be like they would Hank's face or like the, the guys' reaction would be like condemned and like you're the worst. But I think we need to kind of sometimes maybe stop, pause, have patience. And then we go from there. Like we see Hank trying to be a good neighbor, trying to say, hey, well, you're a neighborhood. Welcome. I mean, I will, yeah, yeah, welcome. And how are you? I think, yeah, I think, you know what I mean? I think like that, uh, having some willingness to acknowledge the humanity in another person is a, it's a pretty low bar, but I think is probably something that a lot of people don't do. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, I'm, like, you, you know what I'm talking about in that episode when they find, they think right. like the movers are like the father and son who's like going to move in. And then they get that reaction of like, Oh no, it's, it's 
Oh yeah, I don't like think if they, they did that, that today. Episode, I would, yeah. They wouldn't even try that today because you know automatically, yeah. Oh, well, these characters are are evil, racist, and it's like they would be labeled that. And is there's there, there's ignorance for sure. I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna paint them as like totally angelic. There's definitely ignorance oh, yeah. with Hank and 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 and, and Peggy even and and. And everyone in the neighborhood, but there is, there is also a, which I like about Hank, especially that he's naive where he's like, well, Hey, if you're, you're my neighbor and I'm going to welcome you in and come on in, you know, friend. And how are you? And, and I, I'm all right. You're here. Cool. Come on in. And I think that's like, right. not that that makes Hank perfect. I'm not trying to portray him as perfect, but I feel like, no, you yeah, have I mean, a little more understanding all across the board with that. Yeah, okay. So I think that's where I'm kind of, you know, I think that's, they're a good, that episode's a good example of, they talk about the Hank Hill, like, dichotomy as a character and as his humor, like, episodes seven and eight, but, you know, West Side story with, you know, Khan and his family moving in, and then eight with, like, yeah, oh my God. Sins of the yeah. Father, and you see how Cotton is, and you know, what do you? How do you feel? Like, when you first, or even rewatching it, seeing Cotton? Oh, it just makes me the Cotton Hank. Honestly, yeah, I mean, like, those Cotton is that like jump to you? a hysterical character just because he is mm-hmm. freaking absurd as hell. You know, just like like are any of this guys like war tales even remotely close to reality like you know he just makes you be like what the hell like and he's just like a racist insane person but um at the same time like hank being so deluded like literally yeah. every flashback or every memory it's like always terrible you know what what, what hank has of his father but he's still just like because he is so rigid yes. You know what I mean? And his like thing, he's like, that's just the way it is. Like, that's just the way he is. And that's fine. Like, that's how he shows love or that's whatever. Like, that's in my sense, my God, that's so pathetic in some sense. It is, it is in some weird sense, like admirable that this person can, but it's also really, I think, just based in denial and like his inability to access emotions and want to be emotional in any capacity. But I mean, it just makes me sad because like, yeah, wait, what is in that episode where he's just like, what happens when he, he finally stands up? And I think it was in The Shins of the Father when he stands up to him in the hotel that's theoretically supposed to be full of hookers or whatever. And he was just yeah. like, like, I've been waiting for you to not love me right, or whatever. Right. He's like, loves for sissies or whatever. And going on, I'm like, God, this is like so, this is so bizarre. Mm-hmm. Like, still just so delusional about like, he's like, who his father is. You know what I mean? And like also yeah, in that episode when he when he like Cotton is going to stay at his house and Peggy does not Peggy does not like Cotton. Peggy does not want Cotton to stay over. And then like Hank's explaining to him like, you know, he's just a like a like flamboyant peacock. You know what I mean? And that's why men like him. Like and, you know, women are more like peafowl. Yeah, yeah. Just more reserved. I'm like, oh, God, this is like the worst attempt at making <laughs> any kind of like explanation ever and it's just offensive but i'm just like yeah it's just like making like he's just always making excuses for how horrible his father is and and that's kind of sad but um but i don't know but i mean it's just like i like that he shows up because i think he is hysterical in a deplorable way 
So there's that. And and I I agree. I think that's a really great way to put it. And 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 for me, you know, you nailed like the Cotton Hank dynamic. It, it seeing Cotton in in him interacting with Hank then kind yeah. of makes me look at how Hank interacts with Bobby differently. <laughs> so, you know I'm what sorry. I mean? Where like, wait, <laughs> that, you that, see I'm, like <laughs> the episode shins of the father. You just saying that reminded me when Bobby, <laughs> Bobby could, couldn't hit the pinata open. Like it's just like a montage of like him trying to hit it. They like lower mm-hmm. it. He still can't hit it. They like take the <laughs> blindfold off. They put goggles on him, and he still can't hit it. They put it on the ground, and he still can't open. Oh it. yeah, and Cotton just shoots it, and he's like, "All right, get your tootsie rolls." After he blows it up with his shotgun, oh. like, I'm just like this. Sorry, I don't know. Just that <laughs> such an absurd thing. Yeah. No, it's hilarious. It, 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 and that's what makes me it's, – it's kind of interesting in a way. Like when you throw Bobby into the mix where like part of me is like Hank is kind of conf- – because you're right. It's like he doesn't dive with his emotions, but then he kind of does because it's like I feel like he, he has that image of what a son should be. But then he's not he – doesn't, he doesn't, he's not going to treat Bobby the way Cotton treated him. So to me it's like – Maybe through the help of like you know Hanks, which we kind of just see like a, a little picture of her. You get to meet his mom in later seasons, but like through Hanks' mom and then through Peggy. But like he's not right. going to. He would he would never treat Bobby the way Cotton treated him, which kind of shows like that's like a that's a active decision he's, right. he's making maybe there's help Cycle. with that but there's a decision there to not like continue that. yeah which is also kind that, of sad that it's like yeah that's that, that, that's it's, it's abuse. still abuse in some sense what hank does you know what i mean absolutely like it's like it might not be when when juxtaposed with cotton's more extreme yeah. like explicit abuse of his children like hank's um not doing that does look nice by com- by comparison you know what i mean but he's really just like a emotionless sort of right, father that right. wants his child to be something that his child is clearly not. You know what I mean? And and he doesn't express his like approval of Bobby or appreciation or pride in Bobby ever. So I mean for a while not con- not con- not continuing it in like a very explicit way, he's still I think Good more, point. Good point. I was gonna say insidiously, but probably not even insidiously. Pretty blatantly through his like absentee or emotionally absent nature still is kind of terrible. In terms of being a father, I thought it was. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a good point. I, I, I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that. But I will say, how do you explain then that Cotton loves Bobby? Yeah, I, Bobby is nowhere near what you what you would think Cotton or Hank. You know, is as like that American boy. Quote, yeah, unquote, I never understood. Know, you well, you know, maybe quotes, just but, riffing off what we just but said, Cotton maybe has a because great with Bobby. Bobby, well, what we just said an hour ago, um, Bobby is kind of impressionable, you know what I mean? And he's not as critical. He's a child, you know what I mean? So Cotton can, you know, hold influence over him, you know what I mean? As demonstrated in that episode, when Bobby starts behaving in Shins of the Father, when Bobby starts, you know, behaving like Cotton, like slapping waitresses' asses, you know what I mean? And maybe that's why Cotton, you know, you know, Bobby's just mm-hmm. waiting to be 
educated, you know, quote unquote, and Cotton can, you know, impress upon him all of his terribleness. Maybe, and he can't really uh, argue back like Peggy does, as she should. Boof. As she should. As she should. And does. So I'm glad. I'm, so it's, uh, I do like, and you get it, but I like the also, you know, you hint it toward, or you said it with the dynamic of Dale, and you don't get enough in this season. You will get some later, and we'll talk about it more in other seasons, other episodes. In the oh, office. my gosh. But Which the, is the just Dale, so, I just John love, Redcorn, I love Joseph how, um, dynamic. In your face, it is. You know what I mean? Him just like pulling up like, oh, this this healing takes time, Shug. Yeah. He walks and she Nancy walks out the door and into like, you know, into the Jeep and it's like playing like mm-hmm. rock you like a hurricane or whatever. I don't even know. I'm like, this is. Yeah. I'm just like, this is. Yeah. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I love this. I love some 80s, blind 80s rock sex song, this, but not at the same yeah. time. The only person blind to it is obviously Dale. But Yeah, 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 which is crazy, but uh, we'll get to that later. Man, so definitely a few episodes. We've been talking for a while. Do you do you, uh, do you have any three. like? Uh, was there any like favorite episode that you had at, for this season, or favorite moments or favorite like? Yeah, because really I feel like things that you felt. We'll keep it as right. Right. Okay. See, moments are. I'll say this. I guess if I'm this oh, yeah. season, I think there's moments in each episode, right? Like, there's not an episode where I'm like, I just sit there. And I'm like, this sucks all the way through. Like, there's some where I'm like, yeah, it doesn't really. But there's a, a line, a one liner gets thrown out. Now, for episodes for me, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I really the pilot is special to me in a way because of like that personal memory, but. It's it's not my two. I have a two way tie, and they're back to back episodes. It's ten keeping up with our Joneses, and then eleven King of the Ant Hill. Those are my. That's a, I have a two way tie for my favorite episodes. Uh, keeping up with our Joneses, I think I just kind of love. Do you want to the dynamic sorry, like just from start to finish in terms of like, of of like you know like Bobby in the bathrooms like. Yeah, I was. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, well, yeah, Hank yeah, catching yeah, yeah. Bobby smoking a cigarette in the gas <laughs> station, and then makes him smoke the entire. Oh yes, 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 yes. They yes. all Hank and Peggy oh and Bobby are all addicted. So yeah, uh, when, when, even with just the part where Hank is like knocking on the bathroom door and he's anyone in there, and then. He 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 asks if anyone <laughs> in the bathroom in Spanish, and you just oh hear Bobby see, si. and I'm just starting to, <laughs> and it just cracks me. And then just Hank being like, you know, this is the <laughs> the fathering You're that like, I mm. never had. You're going to smoke this entire carton, and then you know, and then he's like, <laughs> Bobby, what are you doing? You're doing oh all right. You're smoking it like a European. <laughs> <laughs> and then just when Bobby starts to throw up, and I love the part where he's like, "Oh, uh, you want to get that with the hose?" And then he's telling the guys how like great he's proud of himself, how great of a parenting job. And he's like, 
That's right. I showed him the really good lesson. And then, like, the hose water's coming down, and Hank, like, moves out the way. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and just even just the, the how once, like, they're all full, like, addicted again, and, like, the different ways they're, like, trying to, like, trick each other. You know, I think at one part, Peggy has the cigarette, and then, like, Hank's like, come on. Remember the good old days? We'll split it. The good old days before he was here and then, and then Bobby's looking at her mom it's your son nine months blah, blah, blah. And like just it's just I don't know that it just always those that one and then King of the Ant Hill when you know Hank which I will say this kind of you get it a little bit before but from this episode and then in future seasons Hank's love of like cutting grass is one of my low-key like favorite things about the show and like you know, it's almost like this this crazy obsession or like this crazy fun hobby. Like, I love yeah. to draw. I love to play music, and I love to cook. Right? Like, you know, it's just like what? But it cracks me up. And then just you know, Dale pretty much like getting upset that Hank kind of fires him from spraying insecticide, and then Dale <laughs> starts you know plotting and pretty much sabotaging his lawn, and then. Just you know, Hank's just whole, and even that, that last scene though, yeah. when once Hank finds out and he's chasing Dale around, come here, I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> and then Bobby with the ants, and then Dale like stepping up to uh to pretty much save Bobby. I just those two episodes always stick out for me in season one, and there's some of the ones even when yeah. I'm just like not rewatching in order, I just want to pick an episode to watch on Hulu. Like I think it's a solid background. Choices. Those are two of the ones I jumped to. Well, I mean, like you said, I mean, there was definitely like moments. And as I rewatched a lot How of about these, you? like I, <laughs> I was just like, I was laughing pretty hard at some of the moments. Like, um, that like, uh, what is it? The second episode when, uh, there's like the sex ed one when like everybody, you know, no one can, uh, everybody's so uncomfortable about it. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm going to, we're going to like do it ourselves or, you know, what is it? Like, what is that line? I just watched. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, why do we, he need to teach, teach him about something that he's never even going to get to get to uh, use or whatever, like given his appearance or given his features. I'm like, Oh God. But, um, uh, but then, uh, what's it called? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, like Peggy, like Peggy, um, like recollecting about her own mother's like lack of like a sex talk with her and it gives her the book it's like the beauty of womanhood and she's like flipping through it and it's just like it's just pictures of flowers (laughs) and i'm just like oh god this is like no one knows anything the blind leading the black so that made me laugh (laughs) but i will say absolutely my favorite well okay not absolutely Mm -hmm. i think like you it was time because rewatching the season like hank's unmentionable problem and um oh god what is the name of it like the and the, the peggy like yeah. uh what is it peggy the bog what is the name bob boggle champ yeah those two are my my favorite but hank's a mentionable problem i had forgotten about it like completely so the episode the whole basis of the episode is that hank is constipated and he's just like so unwilling to get help for it or talk about it and it's like you know it just brings mm-hmm. up everything like he's uncomfortable t- in general and he can't do anything, you know what I mean? And then he ends up, I love the line when like telling Nancy Dale's wife about the things she's like, well, her, like, well, like I'm, 
<laughs> I know I'm just so, what did she say? I know I'm just a meteorologist, not a doctor, but if I had to guess, I'd say Hank's got polio or whatever. And then she's like, she's like, I'm just lying. I'm, I'm not a meteorologist. I'm just a weather woman or whatever yeah. she says. I don't even know. But I'm just like, I just love how extreme, like if I had to guess he had polio, like, mm-hmm. okay. But, um, and I just love like everybody in the town ends up knowing about this, which is just so absurd. Like Hank's problem. And then he's flipping C Everett coop, which for some reason he, the, in the, the, um, what is it? The, uh, Surgeon General at the time, I'm guessing, who weirdly shows up in multiple episodes or gets referenced in multiple episodes, um, randomly yeah. appears in the thing and like Dale, uh, Dale uh, hangs flipping through the stations and it, like Nancy on the, on the television is given the weather. And then she's like, I'd also like to, you know, reach out and like, you know, thoughts to my friend Hank, who's dealing with a terrible problem of constipation. Like, like, it's like so absurd, like in this town that she's announcing to everyone that Hank is constipated. <laughs> anyway. They end up doing that like um, like Bobby ends up walking into like the medical examination room when Hank is like on his side with his ass. You know what I mean? And Bobby's like, that's pretty cool. Octologist when I grew up. And I'm just like, this is everything that Hank like hates oh, yeah, for sure. happening at the same time. You know what I mean? I'm just, that was pretty funny. And I also liked the sort of like, uh, I don't want to say sin because well, i guess symbolism of like point. at the end when when peggy's like you know i'm tired of this like you just do whatever you want like and he's like you know and they like actually finally have this emotional release hank hank then has to go to the bathroom and i just kind of liked that because obviously there is a connection mm-hmm. between your your you know mind and body and all that sort of stuff and like the the sort of parallel between his actual like having an emotional release like i think when they're actually hugging and there's like tears and then he's like, oh, my God. And he goes to the bathroom and then he comes out. I got to go. Yeah. And then everybody right. comes out and they're like, and it's like this huge accomplishment for playing the like, I got to go. I got to go. Music, <laughs> and then everybody's group like, this is absurd. But um, I, I think I really just like the Boggle episode more. If only because it's just the premise of like a Boggle tournament. I, I mean, not to, not to knock Boggle. Like I love me some Boggle. But um, the fact that they're, you know, I'm a bit, yeah, I'm a, I'm a words fan, but um, like you know, like okay, there's like the bo- Boggle Booster Club of Arlen, Texas sponsors sponsors Peggy to enter this Boggle Championship in uh, you know, uh, in Dallas, Texas. So like, they're playing the, the opening of the episode. It's just like a Nancy Min, a con's wife, and uh, Peggy are you know playing Boggle or whatever, and uh, you know, it's like Peggy's like. And they're like, oh, you know, the Elk Club or whatever is doing a, a boggle tournament. Like, you should play. And Peggy's like, oh, fun. And, you know, Min, by the way, you owe me $13 or whatever. And she's like, oh, maybe next time I teach you Mahjong, like, bring you a checkbook. But I like that. But um, she ends up <laughs> playing and, like, she ends up, like, getting a crowd at the Elks Club. You know what I mean? And she's, I, th- I think that's when, is this when, like, oh, yeah, like, her catchphrase comes in? And she's, yep. Oh, it was great. Thing and then says, it, like, oh, yeah. And then she's like, would you like me to find your name in the, in the, what is it? Like in the, in the, in the, uh, in the dice or in the boggle next time, like little friend, like talking to this like spectator as if she's like some kind of savant. Like, do you want me to find your name in the, in the boggle? I'm like, oh my God, this is so pathetic. Anyway, it kind of touches on a lot of different things with like Hank being like, you know, not supportive because he ends up being like her boggle coach and whatever. But, um, and Peggy, you know, starts having like a second guesses herself because she runs in the first, the first, uh, the first competitor at the tournament is a, 
what is it? Sissy Cobb, who's like the seven times, she's been like, what is it? The seven, seven year, like seven non-consecutive year championship champion or whatever. And um, I just, I just thought it was so funny. Right, There's so many good right. lines. Like Peggy walks into the uh, hotel. She's like, oh, I have dreamt of this moment ever since I've reached age eight and up or whatever. And uh, when like she couldn't, she freezes on the first thing. And the only word she can come up with against this boggle champion is uh, dang. And the lady's like, dang's not a word. That's just some backwoods patois. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so absurd. I just love it. And then she ends up boggling her way back from, like, last place. because She was, like, 255 out of 256. And 256 was the boggle-playing chicken. You know what I mean? So she ends up going battling a chicken and the, the, all the way back up to, you know, ends up sweeping the, uh, I don't know, just there's so many, like, it's being like broadcast on the, like, uh, hotel-specific station. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so stupid. It's just, like, such a... Uh, anyway, I just love it, because it's just so... She's, like, chewing... Yeah, she breaks yeah. her pencil. She's, like, chewing it to sharpen it. You know? I don't know. It's just... It was, it was just... It's a, I'll say this on both. I, I like your choice. I like, I think we have different choices, but like, you can't go wrong in my opinion with either. Uh, first with Hank, I thought it was very interesting. Whereas like the episode goes on. Oh yeah. I guess seeing him being like emasculated through his unmentionable problems <laughs> and, you know, Peggy keeps like, kind of like telling him like time to go poop or like time to go Hank. Like, did you go? And like, but just him being like, and part of me is like, it was very interesting to see him emasculated because I'm trying to think if I, well, not, I will say extent, in the Bible one, it's kind of too, he's Mrs. He's, that he's Mr. Peggy Hill. And those previous he's, episodes. And he's like, I married her. She did not know. She married me. I didn't marry her. Yes. You know, yes. when he's at the and hotel that, window, she's like, we just have a Peggy Hill here. Like, that's my wife. Ah, Mr. And Mrs. Peggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah and that's why i was gonna make that connect they both have like hank having to deal with that and it just it's it's hilarious but i definitely think peggy her best episode in season one by far it kind of showed in my opinion the what we will see to come with peggy like the future comedic and and also just you know the the depth of her as well but like, I think both comedy wise and yeah. depth of her character. And I will say again, I, think like I can talk Peggy a little bit about like comparatively like, really to other seasons. Like I kind of like in this one, like she clearly goes on to develop a little bit more of like a, um, again, we've, I've said this word a million times and I apologize. She becomes like a stereotype of herself in the sense that her like narcissism or like um, self-perceived intellect it's like it goes on to be more extreme. And that's what I kind of liked about this first season is that she's just like a kind of just like a weird person. You know what I mean? You know, she's, she's not so extreme thinking. She's like, you know, this brilliant person or whatever, you know, she seems more relatable to me in this first season as just like, a, I don't know, a, a quote unquote normal person with just some weird quirks, you know, rather than being someone that's like, you know, super self-important or like, you know, insecure. Yeah. She's just normal because like she, yeah, and I, I kind of liked, I like that the Boggle Champ and I, oh, also that episode when like she's like crying I agree. because she like froze up or whatever and Hank doesn't know how to be like emotionally supportive and he's like, 
you know what? I'm going to give you a pep talk just like my mm-hmm. coach gave to me. He's like, you're a loser. You're a loser. And you like, you like, they're just like yelling at it. Like you're dirt. You just want to eat. I don't even know. I can't even recount it. It's just so stupid. It's like, you want to eat dirt. Cause you're dirt. I don't know. It was just so funny. He's like, no, why would you say that to me? I just feel worse. Oh, it was so stupid. But, um, like understandable. She's like, just being like emotional. Like she's just like, like, <laughs> feeling bad about her performance and that's totally that's totally understandable because like feeling like riding this high coming from this small town of feeling like you're on top of the world and then you know getting uh you know freezing up you know whether or not that's good or bad or whatever but like being a a normal emotional person like i, I like in versus just like right wow peggy you're just like i don't know drinking your own kool-aid on these like delusions of grandeur later in the series but in this one it's like i, I like that it's just like yeah she's just like a normal person I-M-O. I-M-H-O, even. Yes. I agree. <laughs> I agree. No, I and I like how... I feel like we're going to have a lot of fun talking about Peggy in the, the episodes to come. I really... I think there's a lot to un- unwrap. Not that there won't be with other characters, too, but as far as, like, the... The, the the main people we've talked about, I feel like I agree. I will agree. It's going that. to be really fun to kind of see her arc in these future seasons. Now, I thought that when we talked about the you know the show and the different things you want to talk Ooh, about, I did. Format, I don't you even asked remember. a uh, a very you proposed a very interesting question, and we that we did not we didn't discuss it, but you like put it on the notes, and I'm like I liked it. Which, yeah, I'll I mean, ask I, you. If I, someone yeah, stopped I mean, watching after the first season, question. No, would it be considered good? Um, yeah. What do you think? Purely objective. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I have it's, to it's say weird, so myself. I, I, I do think I'm. Spoke to you I about do think this I'm brilliant. Earlier about um, you know, like I rewatched this this first season as someone that has just finished the entire season, and so there's kind of like a weird bit of like I don't want to. It's like you already have a different relationship with the characters and the series mm-hmm. as a whole. And so, like, you kind of know, in some sense, like, you you have a fuller picture of these characters right. at, at, at the end, for and whatever that even means. You just, have, you just have more of an opinion, I would say, like, at the end of the series. And you still see their progression through various scenarios. But, um, scenarios, who says that? Um, but, uh, and so I feel like watching the first season again, I don't know. Like, it's like, I, I feel like I almost felt myself like accepting or 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 like a I don't know being more biased towards it in a positive way because I knew what was coming you know what I mean in some sense like I feel like if I if I stopped I still I mean like it's weird Mm -hmm. interesting because you said like the pilot was one of your like um episodes that really obviously for like different reasons than purely just the content of it because the sort of emotional and like sort of memories associated with it but i'm um, like after the pilot like i don't know if like the pilot really didn't hook me you know what i mean i thought the second the second episode that the, the sex education episode was good and i think again I, if I, I i don't know i don't know to answer your question i don't know there was there's some solid episodes i definitely think so and i think it probably could the first episode, first season could stand on its own and be solid but i feel like because there, i know now that there's so much more that comes after that that I would want there to be more or that I know there's more. Like, I think it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to say 
um, objectively whether or not I think it's good because I have more context. I, I know what else comes from it. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so to answer your question, I'm not going to answer your question. No. To answer your question, I don't know. What about you? <laughs> I I think for me, it's a different... It's kind of weird because I like the 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 viewpoints we have with you just Man, getting into old. the show this year and me <laughs> twenty three years of knowing the, the show and age, watching it. Yes. So to me, <laughs> I know, right? Ancient, Solid ancient, joke, yes. <laughs> ancient. Uh, <laughs> but it is, yeah, there you go. Solid joke. Yeah. Solid joke. <laughs> so yes, we are old. <laughs> Yes, yes. It's, uh, I guess I'll say, and I'm taking myself out of it because I'm like, I rewatched this first season and it's, it's, I think it's, it's good. It's, it's okay. It's good. There's like nuggets, there's potential. Like, I wouldn't, I would, I would not, if I just watched this for the first time, I don't think I would be like, ah, I'm good. I would be like, I like it. I wouldn't say I love it after just season one, but Jeremy back then loved it. And I kind of was like, why did I? And I do think it was, which is to me a credit to this show and why it should be talked about more. You look at it 1997 and you think about the world of animation, in my opinion, like you have like the Simpsons, which has kind of started that whole, um, you know, even though that still is cartoonish, there's cartoonish elements. But like, uh, it's it's more like you real kind of stuff. They're it's real, not yeah, like they, Looney they Tunes. There's like relatable in some. There's dynamics. Like, not in just like, oh, there's, there's all kind of things you know, with it. Situations like they're real people, right? So like you do have that, and I I I give it credit for it, but. You know, I look at like I guess the critic came out like a couple years before. Right. You don't, and like I look at like what we see now. Now we're used to a Pixar movie like that. We're used to animated shows now. Like where there's cursing in it, and they're talking real from like a BoJack Horseman, and a you know now we're accustomed to it. But back in '97, it still was kind of foreign. You know, Pixar just had Toy Story. That was it, and you know Disney had their rent, but that was still kind of like. The whole Lion King and a lot that's still like they were kids' movies. They're really good, great movies, but I'm like, we didn't have anything like this then. I think that's why I just thought it was great because I was like, Yeah, it was I've never seen anything yeah, it was like, like a this new, before. New thing. I never experienced, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it and it just had that. Like, I say, you see it in season one, all and you will always, like, when you think, even like, real life comedy it's like people try to be joke machines too much and just like joke 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 and like not letting things set up and not like taking pauses or connecting with the realness of a moment and cartoons especially always with like constant joke machines so to see this is like slow and it's a build up and it's not just uh, in your face and you have to really pay attention to the to what's going on or you'll miss some great lines, like in you in that bottle episode. You just there's a lot of lines. Like if you're not watching it, you'll miss it. Or if you're laughing at one, I've constantly throughout the years will have to rewind right. because I'm laughing at one joke and then I'm like, wait a minute, what did 
Peggy just say or Hank just say? And then I'm like, oh, that is, that's hilarious, too. I had never really gotten that before. And that was so novel and different that I, I loved it. And I think that's where I commend it. And I love it. But, like, nowadays, I think if I played it for somebody in just season one, I think you get an okay or you might get, like, I don't like it. You know, which is a shame. But I think it gets okay. And me watching season one, I think it's 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 like C plus to B minus range where I'm like, there's potential. I'm not going to go after season one like, when's the next season? I can't wait if I've watched it now oh, for the first time. But I, I see potential. Okay. It wet like your it. appetite. So like B minus more. C plus range. Because we're naturally subject. <laughs> if, yes, if I was being, and it's hard to yes. because I. Love I don't want show. facts. I want to feel things. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, right? I guess um, because there, there are some like I look at like uh the episode with Willie Nelson. <laughs> That's okay. We have to move to the, Berlin. the one like the, with the plastic white Peggy's female. Like, we have like, to move to finale. Berlin because they're more okay. tolerant of like, like they're, freaks they're not there or something or whatever yeah. she says. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yes. Like there, I forgot that line. It, it's it's not bad. It's not bad. It's it's good, but it's not um. They're like they're just okay episodes. I'm just like, yeah, I can take them or leave them. There's some funny lines, but I don't love it. But it there's potential there, and I think you know as we proceed with you know the following weeks, we really hit some gold mines to come. But if you don't know that, I can see like if you told me like I was watch, I you know I told my friend to look at it, I wouldn't be surprised, and they had never seen it before. If like right. they kind of. Say, you like, gotta hold on after season one. Like I'm okay, <laughs> I'm good. Exactly. I would tell them like keep going, like give it some more chance. Yeah, just you gotta hold on to what we got. We got something special here at King of the Hill. So I, I I'm with you. It's but it's 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 kudos because I I always say with anything, you know, hey, we're doing it now with this podcast, but especially yeah. like entertainment. I, I give a nod to Brady. Like I said earlier, I can't remember anything surrounding to me, this any was of very this, different. But I will agree with time. you because I feel like you're right. <laughs> I'm here to blindly support you. There you go. I, yeah, I mean, it, it's, yeah. Thank you, Craig. Thank you. Yes. Um, so, Craig, when we're looking at Season one, a lot of different characters, main and supporting, getting thrown at us. Who would you say is your favorite characters just for season one? Just season one. I mean, I mean, I think I think I just got a lot answer and say Peggy Hill. Wow. I'm doing it. No, I, I definitely think, um, again, season one, I think if anything the contrast between other seasons, Peggy's and this one. I like this Peggy. I do. And I think she had the best, uh, I don't want to say best lines. Cause obviously everybody contributes, but I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I think Peggy was the, uh, this, this, that's a solid answer on my part. I liked her. Boom. Mm, very Locking it in. Locking it mm-hmm. in. What about I'm, you? I'm going to kind of go with the same, 
the same way, the, the same reason or how you got to your answer, I'm going to do it, but different character. I'm going Bobby Hill. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't go wrong. I'll say this. I'm on the flip side because I think I like I like Peggy in future seasons better than season one. Peggy, I like season one Bobby much better than I like future season Bobby Hill. That's a big statement. Even That's the fact... A- to me, Bobby really shines in later seasons, but yeah, we, I think I think the young kids today call that a hot take. The, yeah, that is a <laughs> that is a hot take. You know, dropping the, some hot takes. The youth, as we call them, they call that a hot take. Yeah, the youth. I I youths. stick by. I know it wouldn't be popular to the uh, to King of the Hill Nation, but I do stick by that. King of the Hill Nation. <laughs> what do you think, Nation? What do you think, Nation? Oh Go. my god! <laughs> but oh, boom, Craig, this was a lot of fun, and I'm excited, like you know, to keep going for the future seasons of King of the Hill. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thank you for uh, for uh, inviting me. This was this no. was a lot of fun. Thanks for you know for coming on and doing it and for doing this journey. And you know, next week we're going to be talking about. King of the Hill season two and giving our breakdown, you know, favorite episodes, themes, everything, characters about what we see for those season two episodes for. So for anyone listening, if you don't know, if you want to like kind of follow along with Craig and I, if you have Hulu, the Hulu app, that's where you can watch, you know, all the King of the Hill episodes, all the seasons are on there. So on Hulu, you can follow along and watch all the King of the Hill episodes with us as we go from season to season. Yeah, yeah. So, for the one and only Craig, oh my I'm Jeremy. Yes, <laughs> I, I got to butter you up, man. Yeah, I'm just you know? like I'm, I'm sufficiently buttered. I got to butter you up. You know? just... <laughs> hey, we're talking about you know some you know Texas home cooking, so you know throw some extra butter on I there. I feel you that. Know? Okay, okay. <laughs> Throw another stick of butter in there. <laughs> oh my god! In that Frito pie. Yeah. That Frito pie. Come on, I, man. Oh you know there's god. some extra butter in that Frito and pie. The, uh, there, I would hope so. I don't even. You know. I don't even. Oof. Yeah. I don't even eat Frito pie if there's not extra butter. In you know. It, I don't so. even. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be vulnerable here, and and admit my ignorance. I don't even know what Frito pie is. Is it wow. actually made out of Fritos? Because if so, that's terrifying. Wow. Wow. There's I said a lot it. for you. A lot for you to learn. That's why we're doing this podcast. Oh my god. Know. Get um, off your high horse here, Jeremy, <laughs> with all your, you know, down home Texas culinary knowledge. You don't need to shame me. Oh, I'm telling you, by by the time we're done this 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 podcast mini series, I guarantee either you will have made a Frito pie or you will have gotten a Frito pie because it's a real thing. I mean, it's a thing of beauty. That is a big statement and I believe it, but I will just be ready for you to eat those words. Oh yeah. Believe me. I will actively it, not eat a Frito pie just wow. for you. Wow. That's going to be, a, that's going to be a goal. That's going to be a goal of mine before we are done Go breaking down all the seasons. You maybe not. I'm not saying you're gonna even love it or like. I don't know. 
but you're going to try. I mean, I'm just going to be more impressed logistically. How are you going to enforce this? I mean, where am I going to get this? Are you going to make me, are you going to send me one? You're going to send me a Frito pie. All right. Craig, have you heard of this thing called the interwebs? Um, I have, and I don't think that answers my question. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot eat anything that comes out of a computer. No, I'm but, just saying. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. I was not answering the question. True, but I I believe, man. Like we're gonna talk about Frito pies in future episodes, and unless I, you know, there's something that you don't like, but you can make it different ways too. Unless you don't like. Wait, so you actually? I mean, <laughs> we're going far deep down this hole, though. Have you had Frito pie? I have, and if definitely, I will say. Because of Peggy Hill and King of the Hill, oh. I, I didn't know it before it. Okay, okay. I yeah, he's trying to shame me when you are also introduced <laughs> to Frito Pie via <laughs> the Hills. I gotta have a little fun. Listen, I'm know? just gonna be over here eating all my pispeggy. What is it? Spapeggy and meatballs. Mm, mm. Spapeggy. I still can't. Okay, I'm going on to future seasons here. All right. Okay, I, I'm just saying. It does benefit when your your mom is also a fan of the show, okay. and then okay. you look up, you look, hey, mom, there is this thing called a Frito pie that is real. What Peggy was saying. Oh my god, I gotta try to make that, and then wait, this hey, is a I'm real thing that happened. Yes, holy shit, you are yes. in deep. Yes, okay, okay, I take it all back. You deserve to shame me. <laughs> this is impressive. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a real. I can send it to you. Okay, like, I, mean, I can be like, you know, especially in your your walks of the country where you're at. It's probably more uh, more common than uh, back where we're that's from. That's actually probably know? true in the the northeast. So it is. It's a real deal. So that's why I'm saying you. I don't know if you're you would make it. You could make it, but if you don't make it, I will send it to you because I want to hear your um, opinion and also. As a big a fan as you are, you need to, you know, jump on in. Yeah, I got, I got to walk the walk. I can't just talk the talk. Oh, yeah. Because I think uh, it's going to be a mind-blowing experience. I feel like now you've built it up so much that um, I'm just going to be sort of, like, underwhelmed. You know? I don't think so. I'm just going to so. already put the blame on you. I, 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 than me. Hey, I am <laughs> I'm willing to stake my podcast reputation on it. it it won't if i was just talking to you on the phone you know like 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 we've been doing hey craig you know, try frito pie totally get it but when i say try peggy hills frito pie i'm so you 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 can't you can't go wrong with it oh my god you can't i hope it's a thing of if anybody is still listening at this point in the show that they also feel some kind of way about Frito pie and want to learn more about it. Um, by the way, for those who wonder, if you're listening to the show and you're getting the good stuff, here, <laughs> just, just, if you don't know, Google Peggy Hills, Frito pie and see what comes oh up. God. There is a difference. There's Frito pie. And then there's, I Peggy feel like this started Hills, off as a Frito joke, pie. but now I'm very. I'm still. I can't tell if you're being it's, serious about this whether is very or not real. you have sampled the Peggy Hills specific. 
I have. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I am telling you, I This have. is mind-blowing to me. I have. There, you can go on, there's actually a website where you can go on and get the King of the Hill food. Oh my God. You can okay, go on binging, is... binging with Babish. Hold on, let me just say this for no, you. No, no, I you mean, get, I am. Uh, keep going. There, there's, there's the recipe for the Frito, Peggy Hill's Frito pie, but Peggy and meatballs, there's a recipe oh for God. that. Oh my and God. An apple brown thing. Oh my God. Is it men's improved recipe or is it Peggy's? This is it's 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 Peggy's. All right, so it's not that good. It's <laughs> it's it's got potential. Uh, the apple brown. I'm not an apple brown Betty kind of kind of person necessarily, fair. but so that'll all be you, Craig. You you can tell me if that passes. You know, this you is know, too much your... work now. I don't have time to sample all of the uh, all these foods? wonders that are Peggy's creations here. Okay, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. But the the Frito pie. I am honestly curious about that, though. It's good. I have had it. I'm I'm serious. I've had okay. It. No, I'll take your word for it. I've had it. All right. It's good. Yeah. You need we, before we're done. Season thirteen. I that's a goal. Okay. I mean, hey, you you sample. You know, again, you sample I was the Frito pie. Obviously, vociferously against this, or just mocking you. <laughs> But now I feel like it could actually become a reality that I will have sampled it by then. So I maybe I'm the one that will be eating my words. Or more specifically, Peggy Hill's Frito Pie. Mm-hmm. And on that so, note, I feel like we should yes. probably wrap it up. All right. We will. So thank you, everyone, to listening to Ready, Set, Binge. And who knows, maybe after season 13, we're going to start our own cooking show with Craig and I, I never know. but for the curious slash intrigued Craig, <laughs> I'm Teremy, and thank you guys for listening to Ready, Set, Binge. Peace. <laughs>